Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. Well, let's get moving here for a Tuesday edition of the show. I was thinking about something I I think I commented to somebody yesterday, Sue, a bit jarring to some of us, and I don't think I'm the only one or you're the only one. This is like a full work week for people, right? We haven't had one of those in in really a month, if you go back to mid-December, right? I I don't care for it. No. No. I don't care for it at all. But, you know, it it is what it is, and let's face (laughs) it, we do work on the radio. But good afternoon. Do you enjoy that weather today? It's beautiful. It was awesome. We got a bike ride in. It was great. It's looking a little cloudier right now, though. Yeah, and it's supposed to be cloudy tomorrow, but warmer. Wait, am I becoming Dave Murray? No, that's okay, but Dave is going to join us a little bit later. I I think you're right, though. A little bit more cloudy, but warm tomorrow, and then we get uh, a blast of cold air. You know, I've always felt, and I think I said this last week about a couple of stories, because of everything that happened with McCarthy, there were a few stories that probably would have taken more of a uh, prime spot in the news cycle, like the U.S. men's soccer coach blackmail scandal from last week that most people haven't heard about. And do you think that uh, maybe this is just a perception and not the reality, but I feel like what's happening in Northern California, I've seen some images in the L.A. Times that are just stunning, and I don't feel like I'm seeing a lot of coverage about it. You're not. I I have a little bit of it in Sue's news just because we haven't heard about it. Well, Dave's going to join us after four o'clock and we'll uh, to bring us up to speed on that. Here's a little breaking story. I have some things that I want to get to, and we have Congresswoman Wagner coming up, Phil Holloway, even in this hour. Kilmeade will join us later on. Sue, I think you'll find this very interesting. I don't even think that this is in the um, the local paper yet. St. Louis Circuit Attorney, this is a KMOX story, so i got to give them credit. Kim Gardner has been hit with a federal lawsuit <gasps> alleging racial discrimination against a white staff member who was fired. Whoa. The person who filed the suit, Rebecca Ann Getz, was a diversion specialist whose job it was to help young offenders to avoid prison time through counseling and alternative sentences. Um, Getz, it's G-O-E-T-Z, so it's not like Matt Gates, it's Getz, I think, alleges in the suit that she was fired 
after she was berated in a staff meeting with Gardner present, berated by another member of the diversion team who said that she was unable to help black offenders because she's white. The suit claims oh. Gardner did nothing to stop the attack on Getz in the meeting and fired her a few days, a few, I'm sorry, a few days later after Getz complained about the situation to coworkers and text messages. That'll be interesting. Now, with, with something like that, I don't know the specifics of the law and how the law reads or how something would be interpreted, but we'll have to get Brad Young on tomorrow to talk a little bit about that. But it, it also seems like no matter what happens to Kim Gardner, let's face it, she justifiably, legitimately should have had her law license removed, at least revoked temporarily because of her behavior with the Greitens situation, and the Supreme Court gave her a complete pass on that. So yep. um, I, I don't know if anyone will take this seriously or not. It seems to be something that would be rather important. Uh, she did can't you, afford to lose people from that office, by the way. No, that's... that's I well, mean, what the what? Yeah, well, that's a good point. It doesn't really seem to matter, though. She'll keep getting reelected because she's um, checking the right boxes there. Did you watch the national championship game, Sue? I did not, even though I do like the mascot <laughs> did, of Georgia. Did you even tune in at all? I did not. Okay, but you kind of know what happened, right? It was a blowout. It was a complete and utter blowout. Now, mm. it started, you know, you kind of got the feeling from the very beginning. And I got home last night and I was watching it. TCU answered relatively quickly. So I think at one point it might have been 10-7. Was that and, when the quarterback ran it in? Yeah. And then and that, that was, was all. That was it. Yeah. That, there was nothing after that. And then I started watching. I've been wrapping up on Disney Plus Andor, which I've professed my love for. It's one of the Star Wars series that I think is really, really good. And Becky gave me the green light. She goes, well, I'm going upstairs. If you want to watch the, the Star Wars thing, go ahead, because this is boring. But then... I, you know, I just wanted to see if anything, we, we've seen games this season in the NFL in particular, and some college games as well, where you've had big leads and teams have come back. Yeah. That did not happen. Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about what I'm about to play to you here. This is a guy, <laughs> producer Meredith Dave Klein shared this with me. Uh-oh. Okay. Now, this is a guy, I don't even know who this guy is, but he, um, we're just going to call him the angry college football fan, right? One of the questions I'll have, there'll be a quick quiz after this. Right? Oh, so you okay. Have to pay okay. Paying attention. This guy, not too crazy about the way the whole thing went down. You thought TCU belonged in this game? What was the qualifications, college football playoff committee? What was their qualifications? Getting beat by Kansas State. That qualifies you for this game, the biggest game of the year, the game that every college football fan, no matter what team they pull for, looks yes. forward to. Yes. And this is the garbage yes. that you gave us. It is. Pathetic. You are pathetic. This is a disaster. This is a barn fire. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. I still think disaster is like wow. California and, you know, sinkholes and stuff, but he's angry. Not one of you deserves to be on that committee if this is what you think college football is supposed to look like. You owe us all an apology. Every one of you that's on that committee that pulled some crap like this deserves us all an apology. I'm never quite sure if Sir. those things are completely real because the, they go viral every once in a while. And now here's the quiz. Did that remind you of anyone? Oh. And not me, okay? You can't answer me. <laughs> there was there was somebody you. that came to mind, though, for three different people. We'll see if it matches up with you. Uh, He's I a can't... guest on the show on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name in California. Zig. And I disagree. Yes, Zig Ziglar. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> Not Zig Ziglar, but John Ziglar. Oh, yeah, John Ziglar. Zig Ziglar's Who's the sales Zig Ziglar? guy. He's oh. like the teaches you how to sell things guy, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I don't know. Yes, you can listen to him in your car. I'm so but sorry, that's, John. That's one of the things I love about John, though, because John, with John in, in he, but I, he's not listening, so I can say this. I'll send him the MP3. He, everything will be nice and calm. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. It's just like, man, yeah. throws down. Pretty right? much. Now, 
That man was really upset. It sounded like he was not a fan of either team. He just wanted a good game and not a blowout. Yeah, and we didn't get a good game, and it was a complete blowout. But that's what happens. And I think, you know, even the kids from TCU said, well, we were we were hoping that we could match up with, um, you know, w- w- the style of football they play in the SEC, and that just did not happen. I, Georgia was just too good, and they had a game plan that just steamrolled them from the very beginning, and it didn't seem like they could stop anything. It was like, it wasn't only like one yard, two yard plays, like 12, 13, 23 yard. 48 yards, all of those types of things. Uh, on the topic of football, might as well throw in a little DeMar Hamlin coverage since that seems to be a requirement right now. But here's Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills. He's just tired, and, and uh, but he's seems happy and, and, and happy to be back in Buffalo. You have your family close by. Um, it just feels just feels right. It just feels better. And uh, it's just good knowing um, that he's that he's nearby. I haven't heard this one yet. This is one of his doctors. I think this might be one of the doctors in Buffalo, Timothy Pritz. We've learned this week that the Bills Mafia is a very real thing, um, and we all feel the love from from you all in uh, Western New York. Uh, but you know, he he watched the game on uh, yesterday um, when the uh, opening kickoff was run back. He jumped up and down, got out of his uh, his uh, chair. Um, set, I think, every alarm off in the ICU in the process. No, that's uh, that's the doctor from Cincinnati. So before, really before they let him go home, he was talking about how they watched the game in um, in Buffalo. All right. Uh, the big story, I suppose, outside of the few of the things that I mentioned, is that you have um, the you know utter hypocrisy now on the left that's being exposed because Biden's lawyers have found classified material at his former office, and the White House says it's cooperating. Now, look, there are differences between what Biden and Trump did, but there are also... A lot of common bonds here. Even this uh, this chick on CNN couldn't even keep a straight face. Katie Chorosky said, well, it is a little different, but... I think in terms, again, of the obstruction, that is not present in this case. But mishandling of classified documents, that if that is an offense that's being looked at, that happens at the time the documents are removed, potentially, if they're done so under inappropriate circumstances. So that part of it is more nuanced. And legally, I think that those analyses are, are much more similar. Uh, this is now in the hands of uh, the U.S. attorney in Chicago. What happens next? So this is on CNN. And, you know, this is the guest on CNN doing the analysis saying, well, there's a lot of similarity here. It wasn't obstruction, but still um, all these things that people went apoplectic about. This is what apparently Biden did, too. Well, I think that Merrick Garland's in a difficult position. Um, obviously, he wants to ensure that the law is enforced fairly and have the appearance and the optics of fairness. But there's going to be a lot of questions about the the comparisons here. So I believe that he assigned this U.S. attorney outside of the local jurisdiction to have some appearance of fairness. They seem to be a Republican appointee. And there's also the the optics that go along with that. But ultimately, I think that there's going to be need need to be a special counsel appointed to look into whether this is a, a criminal offense or whether this is something that is prosecutable even. Wow, you have a liberal lawyer on CNN talk about appointing a special counsel when you have a lot of the left right now, including Rachel Maddow and others, saying, of course, nothing to see here. There's a, a person that I find, I don't know who this guy is, or I guess it could be a woman, um, Comfortably Smug is the handle on Twitter, at Comfortably Smug, conservative pundit. Again, not sure who it is, but this this person on Twitter did a fabulous job of saving, I don't know if they had some sort of system, saving all these tweets from the uh, the idiots at MSNBC and beyond when this happened with Trump. So Lawrence O'Donnell, for example, who tweeted possible Trump sentence in a concealed documents case could include 
disqualified from holding any office. Hmm, does that mean that the president should be impeached right now? Ron Filipikowski, Trump thought the U.S. government was his as president. He thought the military was his. DOJ was his personal law firm. The military was his. The Secret Service, Air Force One, and classified documents. Those things belong to us. We the people. His arrogance will be his downfall. Here, Jason Campbell, who amongst us hasn't accidentally moved classified materials with um, a picture of all the documents being moved out of Mar-a-Lago? Um, here's at JoJo from Jurors. Trump stole classified documents. Biden didn't. Well, that's not true either. Here's Rob Reiner. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save this one. I'm going to pop this one on um, Congresswoman Ann Wagner, who's coming up, and use that as an example because Rob Reiner even got involved here. Uh, Brooklyn bad Underscore defiant. Reminder, in about 24 hours or so, a certain orange-tinged insurrection's menace and classified document thief is going to make an announcement that he thinks will prevent prosecution. Why not indict him now? When you think about all of the hyperbole from, from that moment, it's fascinating, isn't it? You don't see the same tone right now. And by the way, on sort of a separate but related front, what the hell happened with the investigation into the Supreme Court leaker from last We've year? We've heard nothing. Nothing. Zero. Nothing about that. Congresswoman Wagner is coming up next. Hang in there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Quite the week in Washington. I can't wait to hear all about it from Congresswoman Ann Wagner, who joins us this afternoon. And Happy New Year. How are you? Oh, really? Really? <laughs> you want to know? I no, do. I'm, I'm, I do want to know. I'm great. I'm great, Mark. I can't I'll tell you what, it was the uh, probably the uh, greatest season of C-SPAN 
ever in in the you know records of history. So uh, <laughs> they're the big winners, I think, last week. So uh, the spontaneity, capturing the moment, you know, it got. I, there were some days I had to go back and watch C-SPAN again just so I knew what happened. So. <laughs> well, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit, and maybe you can clarify some of the, the moments. Because typically, and I've said this several times, typically when things are going on in Washington, I can find out either from a member like yourself or a former member or an insider pundit and say, hey, what, what's, uh, what's really going on here? What's at play? Well, nobody really kind of knew what was going on last week. And here's one, one question that I have. Well, let me start with this. In your mind, why... Why was there this insistence on the part of the now speaker, Kevin McCarthy, and congrats to him, to, to keep having these votes over and over without going back? And I'm sure there's an answer for this when it comes to procedure, Ann, but without going back to the conference and saying, OK, let's count some heads, come back and do it again. Because even on the 14th vote, as you know, on Friday night, we all thought going in that was going to be oh, the yeah. last vote, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we ended up on a 15th ballot. Well, you know, I like openness and I like transparency. And I had been calling for uh, more um, open conferences with all members that want to attend uh, all week long. We only had one of those and then we did another one by conference call. And then there were all of these sidebars. And that's how you end up with, you know, rumor mills and misconceptions and misinformation and such. Uh, You know, this really comes down to the fact that I think people were just fed up, fed up with how Pelosi has been ruling uh, for the certainly for all of her tenure. But the last four years have been unbelievable. Let me give you a real moment, you know, example. <laughs> last night in the majority, we come together, convene at five o'clock, debate for an hour. We vote at six thirty. We have three votes, substantive votes in 30 minutes. That hasn't happened on the House floor in four years. The Capitol is open. The office buildings are open. That's big. The, yeah. the magnetometers are gone. There's no proxy voting. There's no virtual meetings or hearings or Zoom or WebEx this or that. I mean, this was a, uh, uh, a very public, maybe too public display, but I'd say maybe not. Uh, a little messier than it had to be uh, of of really us trying to take back some power and some transparency and some openness and return this house to the people. I mean, we want, we demand that we receive bills with se- with 72 working hours ahead of time in advance so that we can actually go through them and read them. We want things like the, something called the Holman Rule, which is kind of reins in bloated domestic bureaucrats. We can actually go in and reduce their salaries of government officials line by line. You know, we want to we want to make sure that uh, we go through the committee process. We have an open amendment process that rules isn't always closed, that we're able to actually amend bills, do 12 appropriations, not these behemoth omnibuses at the end of the year that are 4,100 pages long, cost, you know, one and a half to two trillion dollars, and nobody knows what the hell's in them. So we're, we're tired of business as usual, and I think uh, this was a, a real living, breathing example 
of that, Mark. It, it seemed like there, at least for me, just looking at it from the outside, that there were some dynamics that were at play in the sense that I, I was able to separate maybe the Matt Gates and the Bobert, uh, maybe even just those two from, from Chip Roy, who seemed to be making some pretty good points and I guess was maybe a key negotiator in all this because some of the things that the, if you want to call them the rebels, whatever you want to say, seemed to be asking for to me and to other people, I think seemed quite legitimate and maybe in the end they were which is why McCarthy gave in but when it came to those concessions whatever you want to call to them obviously a lot of people want to know did he give up too much you know this whole thing and this is where a lot of us are removed even someone like me and where I I know this a little bit more than schoolhouse rock however it gets confusing when you hear about this whole vacate the chair and one vote and you know then people think well what does that mean what are the implications of that so maybe just focus in on that yeah. and, and your concerns or lack of concern there well, I do have concerns there. I always have. The, 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 the rule in the rules package to vacate the chair, that specific rule, was in place for 100 years. And Nancy Pelosi did away with it. I've always thought it was kind of a dagger over the head of, um, of our, our speaker, our leadership. It would allow, what it would do is allow for one member to team up, let's say, in a very small majority – you know, like this, we only have a four or five seat majority. That's if everybody's here with no proxy voting uh, to team up with, uh, you know, a majority of the minority and take down your speaker, take down your leadership. And I, I think, you know, you elect leaders to lead. You trust them. You don't want to tie their their hands uh, at the at the, the very beginning and the get go. So <laughs> I watched it be very difficult for John Boehner, for Paul Ryan. And now uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to have to live under this also. He started out with a five-vote vacate uh, the chair. He went down to a one-vote, five-one, doesn't matter. Yeah, right in the end. If they, yeah. if they want to pitch him out, it, it doesn't – I mean, the number doesn't matter. So he will have that hanging over his head, and if they decide to exercise it, uh, you know, they they will. I've seen it threatened before, and usually a speaker just just walks away uh, when that, that happens. So I, I hate to see things like – that happens. But good things like opening up the committee process, what we call regular order, allowing for amendments, allowing, as I said, you know, none of these 4,100-page behemoth bills coming through and uh, no notice. You know, I get it. Three people in the dead of night, uh, two senators and uh, uh, someone in Democrat House leadership riding an omnibus that costs $1.7 trillion, is 4,100 pages long, and I never saw the damn thing, right. okay? yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's got to stop. Right, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm all for that. Uh, on the topic of committees, do you have new committee assignments? Obviously, we saw, we heard yesterday that Congressman Smith got Ways and Means. That's a pretty big get for him and for yep. Missouri. Yeah, it's great for Missouri. Great for Missouri. We're, they are finishing up the chairman uh, slots, and we should be getting, they have to then what's called, you come up with ratios depending upon, uh, the, the size of the House and how many Republicans and Democrats, meaning how many will serve on each committee. Uh, and then they will pick subcommittee chairs. I hope by the end of the, the week, I have served consistently for 10 years on the House Financial Services Committee. I am a, a senior member of that committee and I'm hoping for a, a, a pretty pretty big gavel and an ability to, to serve our constituents even in a, in a, in a greater way. Um, you know, Missouri's kind of, uh, I, I call it the Wall Street of the Midwest, and we've got a lot of activity going on in the, um, in the broker, dealer, financial services, banking sector. It's a, it's a, it's a big, 
big operation. So that's where I'm ensconced. That's my world. I also uh, hope that I will keep my waiver on House Foreign Affairs and be able to serve as the vice chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. So, but those are, we're waiting to get those decisions. I hope they'll be out by the end of the week. Uh, I think Missouri's going to punch well above the uh, the belt here in terms of of the assignments that we're getting and the the clout that we're going that we're going to have. So I will leave that to the wisdom of the steering committee and the committee chairs, and uh, just wait to serve in you know whatever capacity I possibly can. Um, you're familiar, Anne, with actor, director, uh, writer Rob Reiner, right? Meathead oh, from, sure. from back sure. in the day. Let, let's go back to um, something that, that he tweeted earlier in 2022. He said, after the December 6th runoff, there is absolutely no reason for Merrick Garland not to indict Trump for stealing top secret classified government documents to strengthen democracy. It must be done. So I'm guessing I haven't checked Rob's feed today, but I'm guessing he said the same thing about the president, right? <laughs> You'd think so. Yeah, boy, talk about an example of uh, those who live in glass houses uh, not throwing rocks, right? Uh, yeah, we'll have to see what's at the Biden library. Uh, I guess uh, his own federal team fessed up and handed them all over. But he is uh, statements that he made about our president, Donald Trump, uh, who has got greater authority than a vice president well, that's right. when it comes yeah. to classified materials, by the way. Uh, and, and what happened with Mar-a-Lago, uh, you know, that's... Yeah, it's just interesting, uh, especially the timing of it all as well. Congresswoman Ann Wagner, hey, you have a, a new abortion bill that I, I wanted to find out a little bit about as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thank you for, for bringing it up. We're, we're actually, we started last night on the first kind of tranche of of bills that are kind of keeping our com- common sense measures, I'll say, that address kind of the challenges for our hardworking families, part of our commitment to America. It ranges everywhere from energy and inflation to border security, uh, the life issue, taxpayer protection, and more. Last night, we rescinded the $80 billion uh, uh, funding of the 87,000 IRS agents. That was our first move. Uh, today, we're going to march onto the floor and we're going to set up a select committee uh, on the, uh, that talks about strategic, uh, strategic competition between the U.S. and the Chinese Communist Party, really going to the heart of one of our greatest threats um, out there. And, uh, as it, and it'll be a bipartisan committee, too, and, um, and both Democrats and Republicans. It will be set up, 16 members. So that uh, economic, technological, security progress – all those things that has it relate to competition with the U.S. I also will have my Born Alive uh, Survivors Protection Act on the floor this week. You know, um, we all saw the Dobbs decision come down. We believe wholeheartedly that uh, we should be returning to the states these abortion decisions, but there are some at the federal level that will still need to be made, like taxpayer funding of abortion, things like gender side, uh, things like like born alive, which is, is, is really, it's unconscionable. I mean, there are states in like Illinois and New York uh, that will um, actually kill a live baby that uh, survives uh, a botched abortion. I, I, I just believe that every child born alive, Mark, no matter the circumstances of their birth, should have access to life-saving medical treatment. This is a bill that I've sponsored before. It's passed the House in the 115th um, Congress, uh, and, or pardon me, in 2015 and in 2019, I should say. And uh, there are hundreds of babies being killed 
over year after year in this manner. And I, I just believe leaving, even losing one innocent child um, uh, in this fashion is, is unconscionable. And um, we're going to require reporting requirements for states uh, to put forward so we have a better handle. Less than 10 states actually report these born alive uh, abortions that occur. We are working with the uh, abortion um, survivors network that uh, is very much uh, uh, out there and alive and working with survivors. Melissa Oden from Missouri. Uh, is a survivor of a saline abortion. This this happens sadly more often than you think, and um, we're going to be putting this piece of legislation forward. It's had bipartisan support in the in the past. I I do believe that um, that this piece of legislation that that guarantees all children have the right to receive life saving care, uh, especially those that, that survive an abortion, uh, needs to be codified. So. We will be picking that up on Wednesday. Keep us posted on that for sure. So if I'm doing the math right here, how many how many terms? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five terms with Republican speaker for you, right? Uh, is that right? And then two terms with Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi. So do you have like, do you get a T-shirt? I survived a Nancy <laughs> Pelosi speakership. Yeah, I, 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 I. I should, let me tell you. <laughs> but it's got to feel good to be back in the majority, obviously. It feels great to be in the majority. But, you know, i got to tell you, Mark, I've gotten stuff done across party lines. I mean, this last Congress, I, 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 I will say that I had 10 bills that, that passed the House, and seven of them became law. And uh, I will work across the aisle if it means good government, conservative values that are, they're willing to work with me uh, on, and things that are common sense and represent the district. So... I managed to, to navigate the, the rocky waters uh, uh, pretty well, and uh, I will do even more of it, I think, in the, uh, in the majority. And we've, we've got to show people we can govern now. Absolutely. Show the American people that, you know, whether it's runaway inflation, reckless spending, radical liberal policies, that we are going to we're going to continue to fight for their freedom and their very way of life. So that is uh, my message. You know, last week was, um, as I said, a a little messier than we would have liked, but we got there in the end. uh, I think the decisions that were made were sound and good, and now it's time to deliver. Can can I ask this one more question, go back to last week? What did members, you can ask just for yourself, answer for yourself, what did you do when all those votes were taking place? I don't even know what's allowed. Like, can you have your phone there out on the floor? I'd be playing video poker. I don't know what you could do to fill the time. So it's a hilarious question, actually, and and folks, it took a a couple days to figure it out. Okay. Because we, there are very strict rules, parliamentarian rules. We've adopted a rules package now. Like, for instance, I can't take a picture on the House floor. I can't drink anything but a cup of water on the House floor. I have to wear closed-toe uh, shoes and have my, my shoulders covered. Men must have a tie and a suit coat on. Right, right. Um, I mean, there are, there are protocols and rules and things. But last week, because we didn't have a rules package, it was, you know, uh, Katie barred the door. <laughs> there were people taking pictures and videos and... Oh, that is funny. Walk, yeah. Walking around. I saw, I mean, I, some of, of it, uh, I did take a picture or two, but I, I did leave my shoes on, I will tell you. <laughs> was there wagering on the Matt Gates-Mike uh, Rogers incident? <laughs> See, I would have done that too. And I think that could have been fun. I don't know if there was any kind of uh, <laughs> a floor sport betting going on or not. I really couldn't couldn't say, but uh, but it was 
That's it was, nuts. It was pretty nuts. Well, you survived it, and I got to move on here because we're going too long, but I appreciate you coming on here and keep us posted on the committee assignments. Absolutely. I look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Bye, Mark. I still think I would have been playing the video poker, but that, that's interesting. Um, and the reason is is because the rules are the rules. So whatever they passed last night, I guess Sue doesn't like the fact that they can't wear sandals and stuff. But it's a yeah, very formal like I have place. some really nice shoes with open toe for the summer, and you can't wear them. Well, you just can't wear them on the House floor. You can wear them all over the Capitol. Just keep that in mind. 340. Phil Holloway coming up next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We have Kilmeade coming up in the next hour. Sue's News as well. Dave Murray's going to join us for a little bit also just to recap what's happening in Northern California and a little preview of our week here with weather, which is nice right now, nice and warm out there. The clouds have moved in, but um, I think Thursday, Friday, not quite as spring-like, unfortunate. In the, uh, unfortunately, in the 5 o'clock hour, Dr. Buzz Hollander, who is our good friend from the Big Island of Hawaii, he wrote a great piece on the um, mRNA vaccine questions, which are, you know, lingering out there. And I trust Dr. Hollander with answers to those questions, so he'll join us in just a little bit. Plus, an audio cut of the day. Phil Holloway is back, Fox News legal analyst, former police officer, also an attorney representing a sheriff's department in Georgia, a member of the Rational Ground COVID policy think tank. Phil, how are you? Happy New Year. It's been a little while. Happy New Year to you. I hope everyone's doing great. We are doing great. And, you know, we were talking late November, early December, mid-December about everything that was happening in Idaho. We were very hopeful that the police were on top of a suspect. And as it turned out, there was some pretty good police work that was at play here, Phil, wasn't there? Yeah, it was was fantastic police work. And I I think if I recall, I told you that, uh, and I said this on TV, too, at the time, and a lot of people disagree with me. I said, look, you know, right around Thanksgiving, that it would not surprise me if they didn't already have at least a person or persons that they were starting to zero in on. And lo and behold, they were. They had to get their ducks in a row. They had to get the search warrants done. They had to get the items back from the crime lab. And they had to dot their T's and cross their I's. That's just good police work. And unfortunately, sometimes that takes time. They want to get it right. They don't want to make a case that's going to come back on appeal or it's not going to stand up uh, to proof beyond a reasonable doubt when they take it to trial. So they, they, I'm, I've been, quite frankly, very, very impressed with the uh, with the police work that's been done out there. Well, obviously, one of the things that jumps out to a lot of people would love your input on this and your opinion is when the affidavit gets released, we found out that one of the roommates actually saw who we think was Colbert walking through the house, describes someone with bushy eyebrows, doesn't seem very clear, and maybe it is clear, and maybe we just missed it, that he saw her. I don't know if he did. But then the part that's confusing is that police aren't called for several hours until after that, like eight hours. 
Yeah, and I don't have a good answer for that. That is somewhat mysterious, and you, you don't know. Uh, I mean, we can we can sit here and we can speculate that, you know, maybe this was a house where people were coming and going at all hours of the night, and uh, you know, it just seemed like something that was maybe normal, or maybe there was some intoxication involved, and yeah, who knows? I mean, we just don't know. There's there's probably a reasonable answer for it, but uh, you know, I, this person, uh, you know, my heart breaks for her because if 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 she goes through the rest of her life wondering, you know, if I had called 911, could they have been saved? You know, that's the kind of thing that I worry about for her. Absolutely, because there could be different explanations. I mean, there could be alcohol involved. She could have been confused about what she saw. She might not have known anything about murders taking place, right? And then she falls asleep into a haze, wakes up to a, I'm guessing, a horrific scene. I can't even imagine what yeah. she's going through. And they're they're obviously taking great care to protect these other roommates. And, Phil, I guess this is somewhat, I think, typical in cases like this, but the judge, she, she put a serious smackdown on anything in this case. So there is a, a big, big, tight belt around anybody saying anything about the case moving forward until this goes to trial, right? Yeah, there is. There's a gag order, and I'm not a big fan of those, quite frankly. The the First Amendment um, is uh, applies here. You know, these things are all newsworthy. The news media has a First Amendment right to try to, to, to get, you know, sources to talk and, and that sort of thing. And um, to the extent these things are, are newsworthy, these the individuals involved in the case, they do have a uh, right to free speech as well. But of course, the defendant in a criminal case has the right to due process, and that means a fair trial. So there's a balancing sort of that, that needs to be done. But an outright gag order, oftentimes, uh, if it's contested, might be found to be unconstitutional. We've had some of those here in Georgia that were outright gag orders that were struck down by our Supreme Court on that basis. Um, it, it, it may very well be that the lawyers for both sides want the gag order to kind of keep the press away. Sometimes you have that, so it's not going to be challenged. You'd have to think, I mean, obviously they have the DNA evidence and they first get DNA from his father. They go through the trash and I guess they do a swab and they match him up. But based on what you saw in the affidavit, you would, you would hope that they have uh, enough evidence here to convict this guy, but you, you, you never know with the jury, right? You never know, but there's more to this than what we see in the affidavit. That's just a thumbnail sketch. That's like the 10,000-foot overview. Uh, they have more information uh, and more evidence, uh, quite frankly, I believe, than what's in that affidavit. They mentioned, for example, one, one shoe print. Now they're going and they're going to go through the process of matching that bloody shoe print to any shoes they may find in, in the defendant's home when they execute a search warrant there. But there's also, I think, other evidence there. I think there's probably additional footprints. There's addition, probably uh, fingerprints. There might be other items of DNA. And of course, you have the, you know, I mean, uh, bushy eyebrows that are seen by an eyewitness doesn't necessarily prove the case, but it's one more uh, bit of evidence that you sort of, you know, you build this brick wall. It's one more brick, right, that goes into the wall that, that is the burden of proof of proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So there's more out there, and the investigation is still ongoing, and they're still developing leads. And so they're still building this case, and I think they will uh, convict him beyond a reasonable doubt. Hey, this is a case that's not getting a lot of national attention. I still think it might, though. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video from the uh, robbery that took place the other night in Houston where a guy comes in, he's holding a gun, he's flashing a gun to people, he's asking for their wallets, they start dropping wallets, and there's another guy sitting in the diner who um, I think had already given up his wallet. He has an actual gun. He shoots the suspect dead, then finds out that the guy had a, a toy, that it wasn't a real gun. Did you watch yeah, that video? Well, too bad, so sad. Oh, yeah, and I was tweeting about it the other day. Uh, you know, this is clearly a 
lawful self-defense in my view. And you know what, even if that ninth round was fired into a corpse, you know, the so-called coup de gras shot, he, if you look at it, the guy goes over there and he, he sort of kicks the gun of the bad guy's gun out of the way, picks it up. And in the process of doing that, um, fires one more round right, looks right. like into the into the suspect's head. Now a lot of people are going crazy over that saying, Wow, that's overkill, that makes it murder. Well, look, if you're authorized to use deadly force, you're authorized to use deadly force and that means neutralizing the threat. And if it's if it if it doesn't if it offends someone's sensibilities that, you know, someone fires a, a round into a corpse, uh, then they're just going to have to be offended because I don't think that's against the law. Now, all things being equal, the prosecutor is uh, apparently sending that to a grand jury. They're not taking out any charges, but here's the thing. Always remember, prosecutors can use grand juries as a way, as a scapegoat, right? You get a, you send it to the grand jury, and then you tell the grand jury in private because it's, it's not an open courtroom. You say, look, we can't prove this case beyond a reasonable doubt, ladies and gentlemen of the grand jury. You need to return a no bill. And then they get a no bill, no charges, and the DA says, well, hey, it's the, the, the grand jury made their decision, and we're going to stick with that. So I think the prosecutor may be using this as, a, as an opportunity to get rid of a case and avoid any uh, criticism from the public. I only have like a minute and a half left. We have another interesting case that's sort of bubbling out in Massachusetts with a woman that's missing and apparently a husband that's been arrested, yeah, yeah, which yeah. happens all the time. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, the cops are searching now a, uh, a waste facility near the uh, – the, the husband's mother's home, there, there's you know, blood, a hatchet, a hacksaw, there's uh, you know rug, and I think used cleaning products. This is, this is obviously headed towards a, a murder charge for this guy. You know, you hate to hear it. Um, this is just, just tragic. But this kind of thing goes to premeditation. It goes to deliberation. And if Massachusetts still had the death penalty, it would qualify. But unfortunately, they don't. But, but these types of behaviors, when you're searching the Internet like this guy has reportedly done, uh, looking for ways to uh, dispose of or to get rid of a body, right? Um, and then you have all these other circumstances that shows a malignant heart, a depravity of, of the soul, the things that go to malice or forethought. And these are the kinds of things that will uh, land him in prison for the rest of his natural he, he life. He went to Home Depot and oh, he, didn't, he didn't even mention the police. He bought like 450 bucks in cleaning supplies, mops, yeah. buckets. I bet it was just a New Year's resolution. It had nothing to do with the fact that he had just killed his wife, right? <sighs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, this is this is premeditation. It's deliberation. It shows that he has a, a, a guilty mind. Okay, he knows what he did was wrong, and he's going to go through all these, uh, you know, extreme efforts to, to cover it up. It's awful. Yeah. Phil Holloway, Happy New Year. Great to have you back on. We'll talk soon. See you. You, you bet. Take care. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.